0: Welcome to another episode of the podcast. In today's episode, I speak with Sahani. And interestingly, we actually went to school together and I reached out because I saw she was doing fantastic things. She has her own company called Kanya, which is a fashion company that she designed a couple of years ago. And I wanted to speak about how it's going, how it started and the challenges around owning and managing a company, which can hopefully provide inspiration to others who have got that creative side. And then that led on to a conversation about Rest With Sona, another Instagram page that focuses on mental health that was made around COVID. It's a fantastic episode. I really enjoyed speaking with Sahani. It was so nice to catch up as well. Unfortunately, it was recorded virtually. So there were <laughs> there were a few technical difficulties. And the main one being that, that our conversation was cut off a few minutes at the beginning. So after the intro, which I hope you like, It's going to dive straight into a conversation about university and then lead on to Kanya. So excuse the technical difficulties. I hope you enjoy.
1: I had to retake the year as well, go to new school, and it just wasn't for me. And even in uni, I took economics. I think for me, it was more like, My family had a lot of influence in, like, what I did. And that's just because, like, you know, they were just worried about stability and things like that. So going into, like, the creative sector in my family, it's just, like, a no-go. It's, like, it's not stable. It's really scary, especially for my parents because they weren't brought up here. So just had a lot of influence in what I did.
0: So it's more focused on a background where as you mentioned with the sciences or maths where there's kind yeah. of a stable route and you'd maybe I don't know yeah. go on to study that university and then there's quite a lot of job opportunities through there did you yeah, ever find exactly. with with those with those courses then that like when w- for me when did you notice that oh maybe I don't want to go down that route was it during A levels
1: yeah it was like my final year of A levels I just like Stressful realized time. you know yeah so stressful and like I did a lot of work experience like the first one was like in a hospital and I was like oh I do not want to be here like every day I'm not going to enjoy this and then I did like work experience at like an accounting firm and I was like oh this is just not me it's so boring (laughs) I can't concentrate in this I mean if you can do that great like you'll make loads of money I advise it. Yeah, go for it. But for me, it was just like I, I can't do this. I just can't. Definitely. Don't want to be miserable for myself, and like I don't want to do this to like please my family. So I kind of like decided, okay, in uni. I'm gonna just start planning, plan my path for this. So what?
0: What was your university experience? Because we mentioned just before recording that obviously when you first got to the University of Norwich, there was like. A- <laughs> I don't I don't want to be here. I remember my first <laughs> night at the University of Leeds. I was just ready to come back already after one night. But I'm still <laughs> yeah. here. Was that how, how did it how did it start and how did it progress throughout the three years?
1: Yeah, so I got into East Anglia. You know, my parents drove me up there, and like I've been brought up in London. Right, we both nights like such a it's just a multicultural city like people from different backgrounds things like that and I'm so used to that and then as soon as I got to Norwich or into the East Anglia campus I just couldn't see anyone that was not white Mm, (laughs) I was like oh my god (laughs) I was a bit like oh my god no I don't belong here it's it's not for me Mm. and I thought it was going to be the worst experience ever but it turned out to be, like, the best experience ever. I did end up finding, like, you know, people from different backgrounds that actually I don't think I would have met in London. And, yeah, it wasn't actually that bad. It wasn't that bad, yeah. It was all in my head, kind of.
0: That's good. Yeah, that's nice that you set up <laughs> yeah. in. Did you enjoy the course as well, What you in terms of what you were doing?
1: First year, so even picking my course, I just picked it because it sounded good. I thought, yep. oh, yeah, economic, and I had no clue. I actually didn't know what it meant, just nothing. I knew nothing about it. But as I got into it in second year, I actually started to enjoy it. Okay. Um, everything, yeah, made sense by the end of it.
0: <laughs> I, I'm not too familiar with it, For this, it's just a big word that seems to mean a lot. Is there anything, Is there anything that you specifically learned that you can remember that you really enjoyed or that you found was particularly interesting?
1: For me, it was, like, the development economics uh, module. That was really nice. uh, I think that was, like, just looking at, like, the economics of, like, developing countries and, like, things that are just put into place in those countries to, like, either help with, like, agricultural farming, see if it actually works or if it doesn't or also, like, the the economics of why developing countries have have more kids than people in developed countries in the UK, it's because they, they hope that these kids would actually support them as they grow older, because they can't necessarily afford a pension or anything like that. So it was like learning things like that, that kind of made sense.
0: That's really interesting. There's like, yeah, because... Yeah. There's more of a seems to be more of a family orientated environment where you live with your parents and grandparents.
1: Yeah yeah exactly
0: yeah. Nice I read the a book called The Bottom Billion which I'm sure just touches the surface but I found that interesting in that a lot of the developing countries are the reason that they are struggling is part of geography as well just where they're they're placed yeah. on the map and the fact that maybe they're I guess an in inland country, so they haven't got good sources next to next to the next to the sea, for example, but yeah I, d- yeah I just find things like that very interesting
1: that's happening right now, like my items are manufactured in Sri Lanka, and they're just going through a lot of problems right now, just because of like where they're based geographically they're struggling to get oil right now, so the country is like out of fuel. They're actually out of fuel so like i'm having problems in manufacturing as well because of
0: that. You don't always necessarily think about when like i'm an average consumer I just purchase something i don't think about where yeah. it's come from all the time yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> so once you've completed the degree what was your next steps were you just quite motivated to start something then or was there a gap when you were doing a lot of uh, different types of work?
1: Yeah, that after uni was a bit of a It's, like, a bit of a tricky bit. It it felt really weird because I was so used to education for, like, God knows, like, 20 years. You just knew, like, every year, like, it would be, like, oh, next year's year 11, cool, 12, uni, first year. (laughs) It was just like that. And then that last year for me, it was like, oh, now I actually have responsibility. Like, I'm an adult now. This is... It this just got it. a bit too much for me. I was like, this is it. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I did like a few jobs. Yeah, I did internships. Because I I still wanted to do Kanye, but I didn't have the confidence. I didn't have that like self-belief in myself. I just didn't really think I could do it. For some reason, I just thought, yeah, I just thought, okay, now I actually need to do it. Let me just put my design, designs out there worst case scenario people don't like it and i just you know find a job yeah related to fashion maybe yeah
0: so the next few questions i think are related to because obviously i think i know a lot of people that are have a particular interest and sometimes their talent and their style and what they've got to offer can be held back by the whole process of doing something yeah. so someone who who produces great music for example might never get the chance to show it to a lot of people because there are a lot of barriers whether that's administration or creating a business model to do so so yeah, the the first step for you was it to have your creation in terms of your your ideas is that the first step and then to, to publish your ideas on instagram how, how what was the like the first day or the first few weeks of the of create of starting up
1: I think at first it was just me doing sketches in my book and researching trends, things like that. Yeah, it was a lot of, like, the first step is always always very creative, right? You put your ideas down and you have a lot of freedom with it. It's the next step that's a bit daunting and that's, like, costing because you've created such a beautiful piece and they're like, well, it cost X amount to make that and you're like, oh, God, okay, (laughs) Maybe I need to dial it back because I don't have that money to do that. Money is such a big barrier. They just kind of, like, I guess withhold you from being creative and also, like, finding a manufacturer. That was hell as well. I I think I had to go through four manufacturers to find the right one. Okay. And that was a lot of... Yeah, that was wasted money as well with manufacturers
0: so you have your yeah. so you have your sketches, and then you have to find yeah. someone ultimately to to make them. So you ha- do you just have to? Yeah. Is that like a googling process, or just trying to find the, the the right fit?
1: Yeah. So at first, I started on Google, and I just kept getting big factories because most of these factories have like a minimum quantity of like a thousand pieces and that means you're like already you're investing about three grand into that for one design that's not like you you can't do that unless like you've got the money fair enough but otherwise it's just impossible so it was a lot of researching but you know luckily I, I like my family's from Sri Lanka so when I went out there um after I graduated I just decided to do a bit of research within like sri lanka travel to different places and find these like um these mini factories and see if they could do like um small quantities oh nice so that's how it happened
0: yeah so you'd prefer that's and you felt that that was obviously because it's a uh, that's what it's inspired and it would be great to just be able to produce it in sri lanka rather than manufacture yeah. it in, in in england for example
1: yeah for me like as well like it's a thing of like being able to bring back something from my like heritage like from my own country like showing how great they are like how creative they are as well and their craft how great their craft is as well I just wanted to showcase that
0: yeah that's fantastic because I feel
1: like sometimes um just like manufacturing from like South Asia yeah it's cheaper but people really undervalue like the craft of that yeah
0: definitely yeah so so once you found uh you've got this in place and obviously you've had to take the risk and, and put some money into manufacturing the products so you have so yeah. you have it um yeah. was the next step the i guess creating the model and then ultimately thinking about how am i going to to sell this product and market it
1: yeah yeah the next step was just then it was like yeah, you kind of um, pitch your designs to the manufacturers, they tell you how much it costs. That means you have to like, kind of ditch a few designs in the first collection. Um, and then like see, yeah, just see how that works out. And then after that, it's like a back and forth test sort of like getting samples made. Some they'll never get your design right on the first go. Okay. It's. My, I remember my first sample. Yeah, it was like. Um, it was horrible. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, what is?" Going it's, on? Not
0: what I, it's not what I, I has has had in mind <laughs> at all.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Does this look like the picture I drew?" I can't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, there was a lot of that, and then after. Yeah, I guess it's like. The more boring stuff like building the website making sure it's like user-friendly like you you also got to think about the business side of things which Which is is
0: weird because obviously you wanted to create this uh well I don't want to put words in your mouth but it sounds like that you're that's you wanted to get the creative juices flowing but obviously that business now has to come alongside with it um is is that something that you got managed to get some help with in terms of the website and everything that comes with it or do you just learn as you go
1: it was learning on the go even now i'm still learning on the go like every day it's a new day it's like something just gets thrown at you and you just find a way to kind of deal with it um in terms of the website i'm I'm really lucky like i went to school with like shin she did my first website oh nice um that's brilliant so yeah 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 (laughs) so she helped me with that
0: I guess it always comes back to like who you know in a sense and if you've got um people that obviously
1: have different skills and yeah different skill sets that are able to help I think one of my tips is if if you've got friends who have got like if you know anyone who's got a skill just use them like let them help you because just reduces a lot of time (laughs) Yeah. Otherwise, like, you'll be there, like, I don't know, I think it would have taken me months to do a website like that if I hadn't asked for help.
0: Yeah, I'm just, uh, I've, I've obviously saw the website uh, earlier today. I was having a look through. It's very, like, well-structured and easy to follow because a lot of websites that you do come across just seem quite convoluted and there's a lot going on. But whereas it's quite simple to, to to use, which I'm sure is quite important. But then obviously you've got yeah. the main, the most important thing is the clothes, which you've got very central and, and easy to to see.
1: Yeah. Oh, thank you. I'm glad you like it. I I hate it.
0: <laughs> oh right. <laughs> what, what would you? What, <laughs> brilliant. What What would you change about it?
1: Uh, honestly, I'm just. I think I think it's just me I'm never happy with the website I'm never I'm always like nah. there's something I can do to it but um no I'm glad you like it that's that's important
0: okay yeah I'm sure yeah yeah, sometimes it's just you're never a lot of people just aren't included me just aren't satisfied sometimes even though everyone else says oh it's really good and you just can't do it yourself
1: yeah exactly
0: (laughs) so how how long have you when did you start this how long has Kenya been going for
1: I think the plans were there at uni. I kind of slowly started at uni, just like hand-making a few pieces, but officially as like a website. I think we went live 2019, Feb.
0: That then brings me to the question of, because uh, I was speaking about my university experience and how COVID impacted the first year. Um, how did it in, impact your business? Oh. That was
1: a tough year. (laughs) So 2020, the beginning of 2020, like, we went viral and we just, our sales went from, like, zero to 100, like, so quick. Oh, wow. And we were just, like, yeah, getting orders, like, so many orders. What was the reason for um, that? It was, like, one of my items. um, Just people really liked it and just everyone started sharing it, reposting it. Which Lovely. I'm really grateful for. Yeah, it was it was really nice to know that because every time I release a collection, I'm still a bit like, oh, I don't know if I like it now, but I'm going to put it out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, that went viral and I just got like a big, just my following went up and yeah, it was just a bit mad, but it was so great. And then this was around February and then <laughs> lockdown got announced. Oh, in no. march yeah and it was still right. march was all right april it just started going low and then sri lanka went into lockdown and then we couldn't get any items out and we were like oh god there's like nothing we can do like they had to go into lockdown as well no one could work okay <laughs> i was just stuck there with like um just no stock so
0: you have, were still our... were getting orders requested or did you have to clo- then yeah. close down the website
1: yeah we were still getting orders like requested like we were getting DMs and emails just being like you know when's like your next drop um, what's happening and we, we just had to reply like we're still unsure we don't know what's happening in Sri Lanka and even here as well like in the UK it's not like we can work together right now So, during that time, I was just, like, packing items in my, like, parents' conservatory, (laughs) just, like, on my own, and um, it it wasn't great because I just couldn't get any stock for a while. Yeah, Um, and there was nothing, I think there's no alternatives there,
0: was there, in terms of getting stock or... No,
1: no, I didn't also want to, like, put anyone in danger, like, getting them to work during, like, COVID. So, yeah, that was COVID for me. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> and then is was it like a gradual increase you know since the lockdowns have ended since we've been able to open up more has that been a steady uh increase in terms of how busy the company is or has it jumped up again like similar to how it did in 2020
1: towards the end of 2020 yeah it started started picking up again and then 2021 it went up again and but after that we just had like a lot of um supply chain issues because there was an issue with like shipping, with like ships, um, with cargo, with freight. So because there were like big companies that had like back ordered stuff, they they were prioritizing bigger businesses than rather than smaller businesses. So it was hard for us to get our stock out in twenty twenty one as well. Just a lot of issues because of Covid just affecting the supply chain. Wow, there's so many things that go into it. Yeah. <laughs> it's
0: never a straightforward process, is it?
1: It's never straightforward, no. Yeah, it's just like being low on stock, and that was my issue during 2021. So we just decided to like do made to order. We we bought in like a new model, and we just said, okay, we'll do made to order. You put in your order, and you get your items within like six weeks. So it kind of gave us time. Um, we knew we didn't have to like over order items or under order anything we were just going to do that for a bit but that was quite hard as well and yeah we, we were just learning on the go and like coming up with things <laughs> <Quite> <laughs> <probably>. <laughs> yeah do you have
0: a uh when you say do, do you have a team as well that, that you work with
1: yeah so I have two other girls working with me uh, one of the girls, she does customer service, so she handles all the customers. I tried doing that all by myself, but um, it was really overwhelming. <laughs> I, I really like talking to the customers, but like, um, I just couldn't get anything else done. So um, we brought her in for that. And then Kia, she works with me and she, she kind of works with the su- supply chain of things, so if we need to talk to the manufacturer or sort out shipping or things like that, she handles that and things like marketing as well. She does that. Nice.
0: So in terms of uh, your, your day-to-day process, are you, is there much room for creativity or what, what kind of main duties do you have to have to do at the moment?
1: Yeah. Creativity. I, I, I don't have much time for it, which, which sucks, but, I guess it's like part of like growing the business I do dedicate time for it but I'd love to have a bit more time for that I just handle I feel like I do everything (laughs) even (laughs) though like I've got like the two girls like doing those bits I still I find it really hard to like not get involved in that because I just want to make sure everything's okay you're just like restless
0: (laughs) it's your baby in a way that you just always want to yeah be involved as much as possible.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, do you know what? When I started this, I was like, yeah, I'm going to be my own boss. I'm going to have my own holidays. I was actually very naive when I started. I was like, this is so great. But I can't take I feel like I don't get get many breaks. Like today was supposed to be my day off and I was telling you sorry I I need to sort a few bits out. <laughs> yeah, and I'm I'm constantly worried about it. It's literally my child. <laughs>
0: I does it I hope it doesn't keep you up at night.
1: Sometimes but sometimes it's all right.
0: Yeah, yeah. I get, yeah, I guess it's but that's the beauty of, you know, that's the, how how far it sounds like how far you've you've come over the last few years and that if it wasn't this uh, difficult or stressful then it wouldn't be as this good, I imagine. So that's unfortunately that's part of the yeah. stress that comes yeah, with and it. Yeah, I
1: appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: And, and you spoke about, um, obviously, COVID impacting it. I just wanted to ask if, if you felt there's been any other major challenges over the last few years that you didn't expect would be difficult but has proved to be quite challenging?
1: I think, um, I guess, scaling the business. That was, like, really challenging. But, like, over COVID, I think it was more to do with, like, mental health. I suddenly became more aware of it just I don't know like COVID was mad wasn't it like it just I don't know what I I I didn't get COVID but I was like so impacted by it mentally like I I felt like I aged aged a lot
0: (laughs) yeah it was just (laughs) it just felt it was a very very unusual and unique time that yeah it, it just impacted people in a lot of different ways but definitely increased a lot of anxiety but also a lot you just had a lot more time to think didn't you about about your life and about about yourself
1: yeah definitely I think yeah for me like my anxiety has just gone through the roof yeah just things like that even like for me I, I used to go gym you know all the time that's what kept me sane but it took me the whole of like 2021 to like to get back into routine it was i i think i only went twice a month like in 2021 and then finally in december i was like i was able to go like twice a week yeah it, it was just really mad like how how much that impacted me
0: we didn't really have much of a routine did we throughout so no. it, and if i i don't know i personally think that if you don't have a routine it can be very damaging on all aspects of your life yeah. because then you you don't need to go to sleep you don't need to eat at certain times you don't need to leave the yeah. house at certain times so it, it it's really important to I guess force yourself into that routine isn't
1: it yeah exactly I think yeah that's it like last year was just me trying to get into a routine again and um also like leaving the house for work that's really nice like I know commuting's like just really long but for me, it it just really helps me just like getting out of the house. Otherwise, I just feel like my whole day is just like morphed into this like one little room.
0: Exactly. And that's why I'm, I do work from home sometimes in my part-time job, but I'd, I'd yeah. like to see that people ultimately get back into the office because I don't think it's a natural thing to work from home. It's very comfortable and it's very easy, but yeah, whether it's necessarily good for you is another thing.
1: Exactly, yeah.
0: Does, does this link into um, Rest With... Is it Sona? Yeah, Sona,
1: yeah. Sona.
0: So this is, just to explain quickly, this is another uh, Instagram account that you have, that you're a co-founder of. So if you want to just, yeah, yeah, quickly speak about that, that'd be fantastic.
1: Yeah, so um, RestFit Sona uh, is like, yeah, it's just with me and Danny, my co-founder Danny. We actually met through um, COVID as well, like uh, during the pandemic uh, via Instagram he he was working at Facebook at the time and now he works at Snapchat, but yeah, he was like helping me with the business, like showing me how to do ads and um, things like that. But, you know, a friendship grew out, grew out from that. And um, I think we both really resonated with just like mental health. Like, I think we were both struggling during the pandemic. Yeah. He has like a nine to five, but he works in like the tech, industry meanwhile I'm like self-employed and I work like just random hours and we were just both like burnt out and like we really resonated with that as well and it was like it's so hard to find a balance with work and just like well-being and you know sometimes people like will say that well-being is like a luxury and that's what we wanted to kind of like normalize you know having time for yourself and putting yourself first just putting your mental health first really because I feel like just like the tech industry or even like any workplace they don't sometimes they don't prioritize your mental health your mental well-being so that's what we're trying to do in this platform of like Sona it's just like physical well-being and also mental well-being as well yeah we're just trying to like kind of create a community with that
0: I massively agree with you there and just in terms of how a lot of people who are working I guess nine to five or whatever work they do it's very rare that they you ever really get time off even when you go on holiday or you have a weekend you do have your phone and your emails with you so yeah i always feel that you're never too far away you never fully uh, take a break from it um i i've heard of i think i, I think the government are even trying to track crack down on this but i've heard of some companies uh, punishing their staff um particularly in yeah. office jobs if they don't reply within a certain time out of hours so, yeah. um, or saying that they've got to have their, they've got to be contactable uh, from eight am to eight pm, things like that, which just seems a bit, I guess, too much. Especially if you want to yeah. have a, as you get older, you want to have a family, you want to have a life outside of work.
1: Exactly. No. Yeah. I I just feel like you know, overworking doesn't help with productivity at all. It's just like so con- counteractive. It's it's things like that. It was like also, you know, when everyone was working from home. Everyone said, Oh, I just can't switch off because I'm working from home. I'm still on my laptop until 9 pm, where we I was supposed to like finish at 5 pm. So it's like things like that.
0: And in this page, yeah. I've, I've, I've been having a look through it. It's everything you said just resonates with me. And when you talk about things like the importance of sleep, the importance of yeah. just standing up and not looking at a screen for a bit, stopping scrolling, I think I saw yeah which which is every everyone is guilty of that I'm always out (laughs) in public looking at people (laughs) um, (laughs) looking at people when they're on their own they don't necessarily reply to a message they're just scrolling so I think there's a difference yeah I think when you're scrolling you're someone is just looking for that next bit of I can't remember <laughs> what's what, the like word
1: gratification for...
0: yes yeah gratification or, or just some stimulation they're, they're just looking for yeah the...
1: yeah that's it yeah for,
0: for that so I think it's always good to almost never scroll um and just go on to uh, I don't know social media or your phone to do something specific but yeah as, yeah. as I say a lot of things on the the, the page resonate with me I'm glad <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of wanted to as we as we finish up um cuz I don't want to yeah. take uh too much of your uh, your time cuz you certainly sound very busy with with this. Although you did say you've got a night off tonight, didn't you?
1: I've got a night off tonight. I'm going <laughs> to sleep.
0: <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's important. <laughs> yeah. Um cuz as as I said before, when I uh, do speak to people, um I mean, you're one of the mm-hmm. first that has a a really good company and that they've made all time and and that's that's brilliant so i just wanted to i guess ask if for some advice on people that have that something creative and don't necessarily want to to fall in line with with what they're doing at the moment um and that can be yeah a mix of advice on maybe how to actually either make the jump and how to continue motivation throughout time as well
1: i think looking back i just think when i started i was very like i just really cared about what people thought about me and um, I was scared that people were going to just like laugh at me for it. And so that's like my advice, like, please don't think about anyone else or what they like. If you feel like you're going to be ridiculed for it, just honestly go for it.
0: Don't you find, not to a surprise, but it's incredible how the vast majority of people are just so supportive and they will share and yeah. they will like and they will uh, really yeah. tell you that you're, wow, you're doing this great thing.
1: Yeah, exactly. Honestly, people will be so supportive. Like a lot of self-deprecation, like don't don't think about that. People will support you. You've got your friends, your family, everyone's just going to back you. Like don't worry about that. If you're from like a strict household like me, um, it will be tough. But once you kind of like reap the rewards they'll actually be like oh do you know what I I understand why you did this
0: <laughs> mm. so it's it's not in a sense it's not like proving them wrong but it's just that showing them no. that you were you you believed in yourself and then they can
1: yeah see that as well and also like I know a lot of people are just scared to start um they just think like I think they're just really scared that it won't be like it won't become big or anything like that and like you might not know what to do I just I just want to say like you know just start and you'll learn along the way you don't need to know everything right away you're not going to know everything right away I'm like three four years into it and I'm still learning yeah I don't know everything there is to this business I'm just learning along the way so definitely go for it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: Fantastic! Yeah, that's and that's exciting. You don't necessarily want to know everything when you first start no. because that's part of the process. And what does the what does the future hold? So, what, what what's your aspirations in the next few few years?
1: Oh, so future for Kanya, we're gonna be on ASOS in the next few months. <gasps> wow! Yeah, uh, we'll be doing like a like a few drops on there. So that's like a big step. That's amazing. Um, yeah, it's just been such a long time. We've been planning it and, like, getting our designs ready for the drop. So, yeah, hoping to, yeah, get that out. I'm looking forward to it. And through that, I hope um, we really want to kind of create a community, like a workshop for a lot of, like, um, women of colour who do want to start a business and be able to kind of guide them through it, um, give them advice, just be a mentor to them um so just creating that kind of community yeah also just continuing on with rest with sonar creating a community through there
0: that's that's fantastic news i'm so so pleased for you thank you and it sounds obviously with your because you mentioned earlier about the um sri lankan and south asian heritage that you wanted to put into your to your fashion as well do you feel like that's something you want to be is like i guess inspirational for for other people from the same same background and just showing the, the different fashion and what you can do?
1: Yeah, no, definitely. I think, like, growing up around my time, there was hardly any, like, South Asian influence for just, like, us South Asian girls, like, especially with, like, clothing. Yeah, just things like that or in, like, mainstream fashion. We just never saw that. So, for me, this is, like, such a big step in the right direction, and um I'm, I'm so glad to be a part of it I'm, I'm really happy to be a part of it
0: i think that's a great way to end the podcast with yeah. a... <laughs> but i just wanted to yeah thank you so much for your time and coming on to speak no about worries. both rest with sona which is really interesting but obviously kanya which is just really inspirational it's inspired me to get out my creative side and work work that bit harder to try and produce something um definitely like yourself so yeah well
1: done thank you thank you so much for having me honestly I'm Don't <laughs>